This I Work For Him podcast is brought to you by the Pocket Testament League. Visit ptl.org for practical resources and encouragement to help you share your faith. ptl.org. We're so glad you've tuned in today. What's really important is that you and I are busy in the process of transforming our workplace into our mission field. That is the mission of I Work For Him. You know, Jim, when you just said that, it made me have this vision of like, you know, going on a virtual roller coaster ride and it, somebody telling you, oh my word, this is going to be the fastest ride ever. And you're like, okay, yeah, whatever. I guess not a virtual, like a real one, but a you know, one. but speaking about it and you're like, okay, yeah, I'll believe it when I, you know, and then you ride a ride and you're like, holy cow, I had no idea. Cause you know, people can tell you about a roller coaster all they want, but until you experience it, you really have no idea the thrill, the exhilaration, the experience that you encounter when you're on it. Now, I am not a, a avid roller coaster rider, but I can tell you the times that we've ridden amazing rides how much it has impacted me. I can tell you the first time I went on the Screaming Eagle at Great America in Chicago because, oh my goodness. Did they have running water back then? It was one of those, like if anybody remembers the Screaming Eagle, it's like one of those wooden rickety, you know. They tore it down and got too old. They probably did because this would have been 40 years ago. Oh my word, are you old? (laughs) I know, right? Holy So, But I can tell you, it changed my life. Now, we're not talking from a spiritual aspect, but from a moment in time that I'll never forget. I was petrified and it was fun all at the same time. So anyway, I am equating that with this um, the show we have ahead of us and the show that we do every day right here on I Work For Him Radio because you say it's the fastest one hour and it really is. We don't believe in being you know, boring and monotone or any of those things. This is, God has given us a passion for what we share on the air every day and we love it and we want our listeners to engage. And so all I can say is hold on tight and be ready for the ride because it's going to be fun. All right. So fantastic layup, baby. I like that because really, I mean, when you look at uh, for the day. Okay, so we, what an incredible day yesterday. We could celebrate our nation's birth, a nation that was founded specifically for people to live out their faith in Christ in freedom without persecution. They left the England because the only thing they could do in England was to worship at the Church of England, which didn't give any freedom to express religion in the way they wanted to. And so they, they fought for their freedom. They came and settled the states for the freedom of religion. And then when Great Britain wanted to rule more and more and more, they said, no, we want our independence. And we get to celebrate that this country was founded on the soul of Christianity. Mm -hmm. We've kind of lost our way a little bit. But what was fantastic uh, was is just recognizing that we celebrate the birth of our countries founded in 19, uh, 1776, sorry, and, and we go 250 years later, almost 250 years later, and, and to see what, what has happened, I guess it's 243, but... It's okay, people it's okay. know what you mean. But how awesome it is just to recognize that we live in a country where we are free to talk about living out our faith in our work, yeah. because that very freedom to live out their faith in the work is what founded this country. Yes, you know, and so um, we're not huge 
we don't watch TV a lot, but we did turn it on and see a little bit of the um, event going on on in our nation's capital yesterday. I hope that people took some time to not just eat hamburgers and which were very good, which were great, and or watch some fireworks. Tacos, salad. <laughs> well, you know that was what we wanted. But anyway, um, I hope you got to do those things. Enjoyed some some time with friends and family, but also acknowledge this amazing country that we live in celebrate it flag fly your flags wear your red white and blue proudly and um, just embrace who I, we are i saw your sister posted a, a guy walking down the street in walker minnesota oh, in, my in word. red white and blue pajamas they're flag pajamas or flag. Do you think that's what it was it was everything it was like a tank top and shorts and a shirt and socks and it was impressive it was pretty yeah yeah. I'm not sure what it was, but it was oh, it was very, those clothes, very patriotic. Okay. All right. So uh, we don't have a, a question from a listener today, but I wanted to make sure that I talked about, I had a couple things on my heart that I wanted to talk about. So it's Friday. We can just it's chat. Friday. We could chat. You it, and me and a few other people. A few people listening. No, I mean, we got to keep this focus on faith and work. So I want to talk to the retired people today. Okay. Because ladies and gentlemen, retirement in, you've been, You've been given a great opportunity to look at a second phase in life. Mm-hmm. Because those of you that have been retired for any period of time realize you're bored out of your mind. You're looking for a purpose. You miss, you don't miss maybe the daily grind of going to work every day, but you're looking for purpose. You're like, well, my work was my purpose. And now you're playing tennis every day, or maybe you're golfing all the time, or you're looking for seashells on the seashore. Or maybe, maybe you've already realized, wow. Being retired now gives me an opportunity to do what I love, feeding into the lives of others. And so I just want to challenge all of you that have retired, quote unquote, understand that God still has a high call in your mm, life. Good call. And we've created this thing called the I Retire For Him Nation. Kind of like the I Work For Him Nation, but the I Retire For Him Nation. And, and it's a covenant between you and God of how you can live out your life with purpose, with intentionality. We'd love for you to to just contact us on our website, iworkforhim.com. It's not a web page yet. You don't have that page done yet, right? No, sir. Contact us no on the website, iworkforhim.com. We could use that page, the I Retire For Him Nation page. We've got a covenant that I could send you for you to sign and just make that commitment between you and God. Just email me, jim at iworkforhim.com, jim at iworktheenumber4him.com, and I'll send it to you, or just go to the Contact Us page on I Work For Him, and I'll send it to you. But it's kind of a conglomeration of really things laid on my heart and, and a couple of other organizations that are out there, like Retirement Reformation um, has a retirement manifesto, ran an, another one, um, Uncommon Retirement has a, 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 a commitment thing like this. We've put it together, the I Retire For Him Covenant, um, or commitment, I Retire For Him, yeah, I can't remember what I called it. And, okay. and you know, But the point of it is... I'll just finish this. I'll mm-hmm. let you talk. Go ahead. The point of it is that we need to live with intentionality in all of our lives, but especially in our retirement, because just sitting around, relaxing the rest of your life is not what God had in mind. There you go. Although it's a blessing to be in that phase of life because you can be intentional in a new way. No longer punching a clock, no longer um, fighting the traffic jam, you know, all of those things. I mean, it's not like... Um, it's evil that you got to a point in your life where you're no longer working, but what are you doing with it? And how are you allowing God to use all of the things that he's grown within you over the X number of years? Um, 
what are you doing with it? Uh, and so it's the exciting. Fact that there are generations of youngsters, as you would call them, because you're retired people. Youngsters. There's generations of youngsters that desperately need you to feed into their lives. It's called discipleship, but mm. don't make it so complicated. They just want people that are chronologically superior to them that they can walk alongside in life. And that is, I mean, uh, um, Grant Skeldon wrote about that in his book, The Passion Generation. That's right. But those of you listening who are part of the I Retire For Him nation, this is for you. They need you in their lives. Uh, go ahead. Well, you know, I was just going to say, and, and if millennials scare you or you whatever that case might be, realize people <laughs> Jim our age are looking That's for right. mentors. There are a lot of people, our peers, that don't have Generation someone Xers. Um, feeding into them in in an intentional way. So I just want to I want to throw that out there because it doesn't mean you have to go find the closest 20-year-old and feed into him. Although if I highly did, recommend it. Oh my. You learn a lot from him. Plus they can fix your iPhone for you. That's ya. right. Any cell phone problems you've got a built-in helper. That's right. That'd be a great thing. So the I retire for him nation join it today. Just email me jim at iworkforhim.com jim at iwork the number 4 him.com and I'll send you a copy of that covenant. Uh, it, it just really, just good stuff. We just need to really be thinking with intentionality, especially as our nation says, well, just retire, relax, do nothing for the rest of your life. But it could be 30 years of unemployment. Do it with intentionality. Mm-hmm. Because this, as Jesus followers, we have so many people we need to feed our lives into. Uh, it's it just so desperately needed. It is. So, you know, just consider it. I was going to throw out a little retirement joke, too. They may not even know that it's Friday. I know my parents are like... <laughs> I that don't is true. really know, except for by the size of the newspaper that arrives on Sunday that I know. No, I just, you know, it's just a it's joke. It's sad. No, it's not no, a joke. It's, it's not serious. Sad. I mean, so often we talk to Every retired people. Is. Our brother-in-law, Gary, all the time, is like, what day of the week is it? Aw, what, what a great problem to have. It would be a great problem. You know, I was just thinking about the fact that it's kind of like, um, you know, a lot of churches have that whole theme, like, you are sent, or here, my Lord, send me, um, and really... That's what happens when we accept a job, when we um, get a place where we're going to be uh, plugging in, no matter what the the clock schedule is going to be for that job. Um, that is where the Lord is sending us, and we never we. It took us a long time to learn that perspective, and so I'm excited that each day we get the opportunity to just delve into that in different ways, and um, you know, realizing that. Um, the conversation is fresh all the time because we have new listeners. You and I keep changing. Um, we, we keep changing. Did you know that? Well, I'm still the same. I'm learning new things all the time. All right. So speaking of learning new things, this you know we created this thing called the I Retire For Him Nation Covenant. And that's for those of you out there listening who are retired and you want to live with purpose and intentionality in the second phase of life. Make sure you email me for a copy of that covenant. Uh, Jim at iworkforhim.com Jim at iwork4him.com But we also want to invite you, our listeners to get involved in the radio show Uh, You've got lots of questions You've got lots of comments Maybe you've got lots of stories and testimonies about how you're living out your faith in your work or you want to know how to live out your faith in your work we would love for you to utilize our listener line. That's right. So jot down this number if you're not somewhere where you can just dial it right now, but that's 866-713-9675, 866-713-WORK. Leave a message. Let us know who you are. You can just leave a first name if you want. And whatever concept, topic, question, conflict, 
um, just frustration, whatever that you want us to talk about, whether it's hiring, firing, retiring. Hey, Ooh, there wow, you go. I, didn't, there, baby. I don't know. That must be catchy. We've been hanging out with people that have, are alliterators. <laughs> I'm not very good at it usually. Um, but anyway, the, the whole idea is, Jim, that we just want to open the conversation to things that really are burning on people's hearts. And maybe they don't know where to turn or they don't know um, or they just want to see how we would approach it. Um, this is an opportunity for them to call in and leave a message so that we can talk about it on the air. 866-713-9675. Okay, so I got a couple things on my heart I really wanted to talk about. Summer vacation. You know, we talked on a, on a Love 2020 show back in May yeah. about summer disconnecting syndrome or something like that. I oh, made yeah, up some you great made num- up a syndrome about it. Uh, yes. But the fact that a lot of times people turn off their faith during the summertime and they stop going to church, they stop going to Bible. Well, most Bible studies shut down for the summer. Um, most people, most small groups shut down for the summer. Most churches go to like one service during the summer. I mean, it's like Christians like check out for the summer. But well, that's really, one way of looking. It at is it. one way of looking at it, but it's, since it's my way, it must be right. Avoiding the summer faith drought syndrome. That's what it is. is what you call so it. So we want to avoid that. When you Let's just take you are on vacation. Let's just say that you are going somewhere on vacation. When you go on vacation, it's often those times on vacation where you get the clearest thinking you've had all year mm-hmm. because there's n- nothing else driving you crazy. You actually get to enjoy vacation. That is the intention. Well, that's if you are really good at not having your phone on. Or if you don't get a flat tire. You know, sometimes flat tires there's are distractions. Good. I mean, we had a flat tire this week. It's okay to have a flat tire here and there. I want to know why you put the nail there, though. Why you, you could have put it in that board I gave you, but instead you put it in the middle of the tire. It was weird. All right, going back to the summer faith drought syndrome. We need to engage our faith every day. Whether you're a student, or whether you're retired, or whether you're working every day and going on vacation during the summer, it seems like just during the summer we, we, we miss a lot of great opportunities because the summertime in the States is when the sun is up the most, where we get to interact with our uh, people in the neighborhood all summer long because they're out washing cars, they're out painting their house, they're out doing work around... I think in Florida they're all in the air conditioning. Well, yes, we do, in fact, live on a street with two other people. Even though there's 15 houses, there's only two other families here because they're all up north. Where it's cooler. But if you're up north and you listen to this, or you're in Tampa. I mean, there's a lot of people that they live here year-round. Tampa Bay yep. and Jacksonville and Norfolk, Virginia. And I said it again, Hampton Roads area, Virginia. Uh, I, and people could do it. My point to this is... I had a point. I don't even remember what it was when you interrupted me. What was I talking about? Your point was take the opportunity when you're washing your car. Yeah, let's interact with our neighbors. Let's love on the people that we see. That We look. We share walls. Some of you live in apartments or in condos where you share an actual wall with another family. Do you even know who lives on the other side? Mm. How many ever? people invited somebody new to join them for 4th of July? Yeah. I mean, inv- we'd love to hear about it. We would love to hear about it. Ah, uh, so it's uh, it's just exciting to be able to think about the opportunities. Mm-hmm. Don't miss them. Don't embrace summer faith drought syndrome. Reach out to a neighbor near you and just make a new friend. That's a great idea. So one of the things I just want to say is that, you know, I am all about a changed summer schedule. So, you know, um, 
Jim, you were joking kind of that, oh, Faith takes a vacation in the summer. Well, it can just look differently. Sometimes we need to change our schedule up a little bit so we have something new and fresh to look forward to in the fall when the kids get back into school, when things start up again. But that I think the point is not to turn everything off and say, forget it, I'm not going to engage anywhere. But to use the time, use the, if your church stops meeting on Wednesday nights and you usually go during the school year, then be intentional with what God gives you on Wednesday nights. Maybe make it uh, a special dinner night with your family. Maybe do that as a night that you invite someone over to join you for a meal because there's great right. um, things that can happen around a table. But Cool but things always happen. Amazing. Food is always involved. Well, yeah, you do believe that wholeheartedly food, food is always involved <laughs> but my but my point is is that you know i think that's the conversation don't be in a drought just because it's summer and schedules change be intentional and so what what kinds of things jim are you doing to be intentional this summer well we joined a new bible study that started this summer that's right so that's when we did and what well i try to catch there's a neighbor kitty corner across the street i've been trying to catch him outside but See, that's the part I about waved. Florida that's I waved. hard. You know, we, we get in the car. I was outside for eight hours yesterday. I thought I was going to die. I'm glad you it's did. It's hot here in Florida. Thank you for drinking your Gatorade and your water and staying hydrated. And, your kidney thanks and you. And painting your table. And painting my table and my chairs. That's exactly right. But, um, hey, that's what we do. Okay, so, but looking for opportunities to... to Meet neighbors. We went to the pool. I, we didn't meet anybody at the pool yesterday. We did not. Oh, we were antisocial there. Oh, we well. blew it. We have to work on that the next time. All right. I really want to hit associations. Okay. Many people listen to them? the show. Yes, I really do. Many people listen to the show live in a homeowners association. Okay. And what's amazing to me is that there are all, there's always people complaining who live in homeowners associations. Yes. You, having been a former association president for a decade. Yes. There's always somebody complaining about something. Yes. Whether it was legit or not. Yes. Okay. As Jesus followers, living in an association, and if you're in a gated community, it's even a bigger opportunity, a gated community that's an association, a bigger opportunity to really be a light for Christ. You should be the biggest encourager of your association's staff and or board of directors, not the number one complainer. It just seems like as we get older, for some reason, we just want to complain more. And we just, we've got an opportunity in an association where everybody has a common, some, a common thread. Mm-hmm. They live in a neighborhood. They've right. got a common pool or they got a common playground or whatever common it may be. A common budget. A common budget. It's the finances. Yeah. And you want your budget, the association budget, to be really tight. So be an encourager. Maybe you should volunteer. Pray for the people on the boards and associations. I used to pray for our board president all the time. Oh, that's because it was you. Oh, thank you. I needed it. But, I mean, just there's an opportunity. And I know in Florida, and I, I don't know Virginia as well, but I know in Florida, almost everybody lives in some sort of association. Well, you know, really, Jim, think about it. It's not just the um, uh, HOA. It can be an apartment complex that's managed. It can be, I mean, there's a lot of forms of you're associated with something. So you might not technically have an HOA, but um, realize that the people trying to do their job, I think this really touches everywhere. Help encourage them to do it with excellence and encourage them when it's hard, when they're getting a lot of complaints to, um, you know, just be that 
it's okay to communicate and to say when there's a problem, but don't only wait for that. I think that's a that's a really good principle to to apply. I was joking with our association, the lead of the association the other day from our association, mm-hmm. our new association, because they made a spelling error on some email that went out, and I just says, "What does that word mean?" I hope he thought I was knew I was being funny. I tried to say I was just trying to be funny, but so I maybe hope you so. need to build a relationship prob- before you probably need do to do that. that. <laughs> <laughs> I probably lesson do need to do that. Lesson from the wise. All right. Well, yeah. I mean, lesson from the wise or the stupid, to whichever the, you want to call. Yeah. I mean, just lesson re- to be learned. That's right. Okay. On this segment, we're going to talk with a listener from Jacksonville, Courtney. You know, Courtney, I forgot to ask before we went on the air. How do you say your last name so I say it right? Galette. Galette. Yeah. See, I would have mm-hmm. done. I would have said. <laughs> Yeah, I would have said it the opposite way with the emphasis <laughs> on the different syllable. All right, Courtney Gallette, and she's got a passion for a certain country. We want you guys to hear about it. Courtney, welcome to I Work For Him. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. All right, so we before we talk about your passion for Ethiopia, you are a listener in Jacksonville. I am. I uh, listen on my way home from work and have just always just really enjoyed the show. Well, we really appreciate you listening and reaching out and saying, hey, I've got this passion for the people of Ethiopia. In fact, I've got a nonprofit called Love for Ethiopia. I'd really like to tell people about it. And I said, okay, let's see when we can find some time. So today we found some time. So why? how did the Lord connect you to Ethiopia? Well, um, we adopted our son in 2008 from Ethiopia. Um, Ethiopia is now closed to adoption, but um, at that time it was open. And during the process of adopting him, I just really felt that God put it on my heart that I needed to start a nonprofit and really not having any idea about what it was going to look like or um, just having, just knowing that it had to have something to do with education and um, so literally as we were going through the process of adoption, I was also going through the process of starting the 501c3. <laughs> so what is it that Love for Ethiopia is set out to do? Well, we want to look at the, at the families of Ethiopia, specifically the children, starting with the children and just looking at them holistically. And there's, so much poverty in that country. Um, currently, it's the 12th poorest country in the world, and um, finding out like how we can help them, and specifically the way that we do that is by um, is by uh, having the government identify the the really the poorest of the poor in the community, and going in and making sure that they get fed, which is so important, and making sure that they go to school and then um, making sure that they get the medical care that they need. So we identify 150 children. We start working with them. Um, and then from there, we, we take their families, because most of them are living with aunts or single moms um, that obviously are in poverty and finding out how we can help them, because you guys know it's so important to, to empower the women of the community. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of almost a trickle up but a trickle down at the same time i love that so talk about the common plights for children in ethiopia what is a what does a day look like for kids in ethiopia well the children that 
that that we serve, um, predominantly their day would look like, you know, getting up. Um, most of them, the only meal that they're going to get during that day is the meal that they get at our feeding center. Um, going to school, their schools are usually only a half a day. Um, they come to our feeding center either before school. Um, we do half of them a feeding before school and half of them um, in the middle of the day, so after their school day is over. Um, and then really coming home and helping with other children in their families, depending on their age, or helping with um, different smaller tasks at home. And, and then it's, you know, then by that time, you know, in those types of countries, it's time for bed. So, you know, um, really it's, it's helping with the family, uh, attending school, and, and really eating, because eating is such a, um, a communal activity. So what do you mean by that? If, if eating is a communal activity, yet um, there's, a, there's a lack of food, um, you know, just as a, as a big picture, right. um, how, what, how, how are you guys um, influencing that area? Well, so what, what I mean is um, part of, of eating is, you know, it takes time. It's not like, you know, we have, they have stoves and, um, you know, uh, that type of thing. So, so eating just in itself, um, re- between preparing and eating and cleaning up, you know, at the feeding center, and that's usually about an hour and a half to two hour of a project. Got it. Um, so the the kids will play. They'll help with some of the preparation. They'll help with the, you know, they'll all sit down together because nobody eats until everybody, you know, is served, and then um, you know they'll help the uh, the staff clean up and things. So. Okay. Um, so for the feeding center, that's what it looks like. Mm. But in um, most most families in Ethiopia live in a compound. So if there is food, it's uh, it's communal where it is cooked together, it is eaten together, um, and again, it's it's a whole process because everything is from scratch. So it does right. take a, a good while to eat. Right. Now, I know that I've heard, um, you know, there's such a huge correlation between um, food and education, because if we're hungry, oh, yeah. it's so hard for us to learn. Um, so talk mm-hmm. about that and, and what kind of impact you guys are making there. Right. So just exactly what you said. Um, I can tell you a story that we had one little boy that we got a report on because we did, um, we just got back from Ethiopia not even 24 hours ago. Oh, wow. So um, we we had a report of one of the boys because we did some home visits and um, Khalib is his name. And we went to his house and his mom said that before he started in our program that she was having a lot of problems with him at home. And, um, you know, he was barely going to school. And then once he started in our sponsorship program, um, he is now seventh in his um, in his class. He is not having very many problems. You know, I not not I shouldn't have said it that way. She's she's not having the problems with him at home that she um, had previously had, and just mm-hmm. in the community, he's just his just the whole attitude of that food security and then that education when you combine those he's this this child is prospering so and you know research says that too that um you know in order i mean these kids are growing and these kids are playing and they're moving around and um that brain has to be you know it has to have food it has to have that energy to develop 
Right. So you mentioned the word sponsorship. How yes. is that? How does that work for Love for Ethiopia? Oh, thank you for asking. Um, so we have um, we have a sponsorship program that um, people can find out about online, and it's forty dollars a month to sponsor a child, and and that forty dollars. Um, that $40 will pay for their education. It'll pay for um, their feeding. It will pay for them to get medical care if they need it. And I think, you know, it's important to, for our, I'd like to tell people this, our nonprofit is run by volunteers. So we, we have a small administrative cost for like brochures, printing, that kind of stuff. But the money that people, you know, donate to sponsor a child, you know, the, I think we figured out to be like 98% goes to that child. So, That's fabulous. So they can um, find that out at loveforethiopia.org. That's yes, where, ma'am. that's your website, loveforethiopia.org. Yes. So how does the, how do you, Courtney, how do you take the conversation? I mean, you're, you're it, <clears throat> Jesus wanted us to meet the basic needs of people before we started pounding them over the head with being his follower. Mm-hmm. Now that you've had the opportunity. Before or ever. Well, okay, maybe <laughs> never. But, you know, so you're feeding kids, you're clothing kids, you're getting them an education. At what point in time is the gospel conversation brought in? Right. So, um, like I said, you know, we just got back from there. So we were, we were loving on the children in, in, that we have um, in our program. We were, um, you know, feeding them, but we also, because in Ethiopia, the in the area that we work, there's a large population of Muslim, and then there's also Ethiopian Orthodox religion. And but the, even in the Ethiopian Orthodox, they don't know the they don't know the gospel. Um, so we took um, some beautifully made. Um, uh, illustrations um, with us and the children that were in the compound we just we just told them the, the the gospel and we made bracelets with them with different beads representing you know different um, the the promise of heaven and mm-hmm. Jesus dying on the cross and the Holy Spirit and we were just able because we had formed this relationship with them through food and through love that we were able to you know just teach them about the gospel and then um, you know we will every year we go back and we'll just continue to, to build into them and then the staff that we have that um, at the feeding center and, and other places there, they know Jesus and they know, um, they know about the gospel and, you know, they'll spread it throughout the year when we're not there. So that's great. So we're talking today with Courtney Gallette from loveforethiopia.org. She's a listener on our show in Jacksonville, Florida. Courtney, I really want tie this in. You've been listening to I work rim for, we've mm-hmm. only been on the air for 16 months in Jacksonville. We've been on the air right. for 16 months. Talk to us, talk to the audience about why, how does this tie into the whole, I work for him? How does, how does it fit? Oh, and the first time I heard you when I had turned on the radio and I was like, yes, I work for him. That's exactly who I work for. Um, you, this is my thought in regards to that is, you know, I, I walked away and I, I flew home yesterday and I was just like, thank you, Jesus. Thank you for this opportunity to serve these children. And I just want to encourage any listener out there that just feels like, you know, that God has put them on you know, something like this or anything really on their heart, just to be obedient to that. Because, you know, I don't, 
we don't know with my organization, you know, we're, we don't know where our next big sponsorship is going to come from. We don't know. We don't know any of that, but you know, I, and, and it's not me cause I give him all of the glory. Honestly, I do. It is, it is all him, but had I not, um, taken that step of faith in starting this organization and taking these people like, you know, where would these children be? Where, where would they be fed? Would they not be fed? Would God have sent somebody else to these children to, to care for them and love on them? Um, I just, you know, it's such an encouragement to me. It's not just me giving to them, but it's such an encouragement of, of what they do. Um, back for me that I just, um, I just want to encourage anybody that is out there that is thinking, okay, is God putting something on my heart and how do I do this and where are the funds going to come from? Just to to take that step, you know? Uh, you're listening to I Work From Radio Show. We've been talking with Courtney Gallette about loveforethiopia.org. To learn more about them, check out their website, loveforethiopia.org. We missed an opportunity to get a chance to talk with Ken Harrison from Waterstone and the Promise Keepers. We had a little misdirect on that, but hopefully it's we'll be able to catch up. Yeah, it's Friday, and he's in California, so that three-hour time difference messes everything up. Really am excited about it. So we're going to bring that out to the audience next week. But Promise Keepers coming back July 2020. And we're super excited about their vision for transforming and impacting Christ-following men in this country. Mm-hmm. So, Jim, I just wanted to highlight the fact that we just had this great conversation with Courtney. Courtney from, Gallette from Love for Ethiopia. From loveforethiopia.org. But she is a listener in Jacksonville, Florida. She yep. picks up the show there on her way home from work, she said. And um, I just want to... Um, Encourage everybody else that's a listener that this is um, that's an example of of what happens when somebody calls in and connects with us and we get to hear their story right. and what God has done. You know, there's so much more we didn't get to talk about, but just the whole idea that you know Courtney they adopted a son from Ethiopia. Now that's not an option anymore. Ethiopia is closed to adoption, um, but God prompted her to find a way to minister there. And, um, you know, I can only imagine the conversation she's able to have in her workplace because of what she's uh, doing there in Ethiopia. So just want to encourage our listeners, um, you know, you too can call us, reach out to us on our listener line, 866-713-9675. We'd love to hear from you. 866-713-WORK. Plug it in to your phone so you've got it on speed dial. We would love to hear your stories. We really would. And if you've got questions that you'd love us to talk about on the air. And if you find a good pizza place, let us know that too. Yeah, We're on a quest. On a, yes, good pizza. Anywhere you, you in You know Florida. when you move and you have your favorite pizza So do you want a pizza place, place in Fort Myers? you want a pizza place in Tampa? you want a pizza place in well, we'll Hampton visit Roads it. We're, wherever it might be. Wherever it might be. Even we'll, our podcasters, we'll have if they have a you. good pizza That's place. That's an idea. How about this? We'll go double Dutch. We'll go. We'll go Dutch. <laughs> we'll go Dutch, <laughs> and we'll go to pizza. If you call us in with a great pizza place near you, we will find a way to have pizza with you at that place, and it'll it'll be our Dutch treat, sometime. which means you'll pay for yours and we'll pay for ours. But yeah, sometime in the future, that'd be great. Now, what if they live in a state that has good barbecue, honey? As long as they have pizza barbecue, oh no. <laughs> yes, we would take good We're barbecue open. recommendations. We're open. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> okay, enough about food. Okay, enough. Really? There's poor people in Ethiopia. All right. You know, Courtney's trying to raise money. Love for Ethiopia.org. These okay, so let's finish up. I, I, I got something. I got a couple more things on my list of things I okay. want to talk about. Okay, politics. Really? Here's a. Well, 
Well, wait to hear what I'm going to say. All right. Okay, so here's the deal. If you're a Jesus follower, that's fantastic. We love that. We love that you're a Jesus follower. But so often, our conversations about politics bring the absolute worst out in people. Mm. Now, that's not to say we can't talk about politics, because people need to be able to talk about politics. But use grace with your words. And, you know, I'm not, I just want you to know that if Jesus were here on this planet Earth, he wouldn't vote libertarian. He wouldn't vote Republican. He wouldn't, I mean, he wouldn't be registered libertarian, wouldn't be a registered Republican, registered Democrat. I am pretty sure, I don't know this for sure because they didn't have political parties back then, I'm pretty sure he'd be a registered independent. Because the Republicans don't have a hold on just what God has for this country, and neither do the Democrats, and neither do the Libertarians, and any of those other parties. But so often we argue based on party, and let's just argue based on what God wants us to do. I mean, Romans in in chapter fourteen it was just I just read that. I mean, we are to honor whoever the governmental authority is over us, mm-hmm. whether they're a Democrat or Republican or an Independent or Libertarian or whatever. But so often. You find people bashing the government. And how is that glorifying to God? Now, obviously, we have issues. And Washington could use some cleaning up. And certainly, they could all use to learn how to run a budget. Because you and I, we struggle with our budgets. Washington doesn't struggle with their budget because they just borrow our money. That's another story for another time that we should all send. We should send all of Washington, D.C., everybody who works on the government, through a Crown Financial or a Dave Ramsey glass. <laughs> I thought you were going to say we should all send them a nice letter. Well, that would be nice, too. I, I just don't, I just, the politics thing is so vitriolic. Reach out to people and love. People just need to know they're loved. And, and we as Christ followers should be less vitriolic when it comes to politics. Vitriolic. You like that word? Here's your five-syllable word for I the do. day. You know, so I think one of the... It's only four, sorry. Really, the point is, Jim, is that people are watching in every aspect of our lives. They are. We focus on work because it's been a huge disconnect for people. But um, the truth be told, we understand that Jesus changed all of us, all all 24-7 of our life. And um, that he would really, um, the best way to honor him is, is to have that reflected in all 24-7. Whether we're talking about the what time the mail gets picked up or whether we're talking about who's running our government or whether we're talking about the project at work that has a deadline, whatever we're talking about, how are we doing that in a way that's, that's um, you know, making our father proud? You know, it, it's, it's important. And, and I just want to make sure that people hear my heart on this. I'm not saying don't get involved in politics. I absolutely think if you feel called to Mm. politics, you should get involved in politics. Yes. We need Christ followers rising up to the highest levels of our organizations and our political organizations as well. But do it with grace and recognizing that you've got a, you've got a responsibility to reflect Christ in your attitude, your actions and what you do. You know, Martha, I wanted to bring up one last thing. So put a plug in for, I work for him during this, during this, the last okay. part of the show today. Can I just say one more thing? Of course you can. Okay. It's so your show too. Encouraging our listeners to get involved in politics um, is a, is really important because it can happen at all levels. We can volunteer. You know, we've got campaigns coming up, um, a lot of things like that. And just remember 
that um, who you're ultimately representing. And I just want to encourage them with that because we're not saying we have it all figured out. We've made mistakes. We've said There's things. a reason why Jim Brangenberg doesn't run for political office. <laughs> but also in conversations, maybe you've gotten frustrated with people about um, a certain topic. And just remembering that um, we all, you know, have... Um, uh, a responsibility and how we we can disagree it's good to have discussions it's not we're not saying shy away but just do it with the grace that god's given you that's all absolutely all right okay. just a reminder our mission the mission for i work for him is to transform christians workplaces the the, the workplaces of christians in the mission fields all mm-hmm. over the country. Mm-hmm. Now, we right now are in four cities, four city areas, Tampa Bay. Uh, and we reach from north of Fort Myers to south of Ocala all the way over to Disney. And we're in for, uh, first uh, the first coast, Jacksonville and St. Augustine and Folkestone, Georgia. And then we're, we're in Hampton Roads area of Virginia, which is Norfolk, P- Portsmouth, Chesapeake, and Virginia Beach. And then we're up in Cherokee County, Georgia. And then the podcasts go on all kinds of different platforms. We're about ready to go to begin a launch to go to to raise one hundred fifty thousand dollars so we can grow our podcast listenership to one hundred thousand downloads a month because so many more Christ followers need to hear what you get to hear every day on the radio, but they need to hear it. They're they're going to listen to a podcast. They're not going to listen to the radio. Uh, and we're also just so you guys know, we've got new one minute moments which you're hearing on this station. You're hearing our new one minute power thoughts. We would love to get those on every Christian music station in the country because they're just one-minute little I Work For Him blurbs based on a show that we've done. Mm-hmm. So if you love a local Christian radio station near you that plays music, um, please just reach out to them and say, hey, there's this thing with I Work For Him. We've got these one-minute power thoughts that talks all about connecting our faith and our work. We would love for you to make a connection for us to those local radio stations. And we're willing to talk to them for sure. Yes, it's a very simple thing. Doesn't cost them anything? It doesn't cost them, and they know that. They have all kinds of access to one-minute little blurbs from different ministries and organizations. So they're used to that. This just changes it up and gives them a content that has to do with the workplace. Yeah, and we would just love to have you participate with us. So as we go to raise the 150000 that we need to accomplish these goals, which is to get our power thoughts on 100 stations, our podcast downloads to 100,000 a month. It's just not so that Jim and Martha are famous. It's so that the ministries that we highlight become famous, that the stories of our Heavenly Father, the testimonies, that God becomes more famous across the country as we look at connecting our faith to our work. That's exactly right. So, you know, we just want to um, let you know what kinds of things are out there and available and that to help us with the momentum, just um, walk through this with us. Some of the things you can do is to just share these po- our podcasts or even that you listen on your way home from work like we heard from Courtney earlier, you know, just telling your friends about us. Yeah, that would be super appreciated. Again, we'd love for you to use our listener line to communicate with us, 866-713-9675, 866-713-WORK. We'd love to hear comments from you. We'd love to hear stories from you. We'd love to hear questions from you that you'd like us to ask. And we'd love to just hear from you. That would be fantastic. If you, And we're going to work on getting a texting option as well, but right now we've got the calling option, 866 866- 
713 work. Of course, Martha on the website, they can always reach out too. That's right. Iworkforhim.com. We have the contact page, and there you can do all kinds of things that walks you through. Um, you can even send a letter in the mail. Our address is on there. <laughs> you listen to I Work For Him with your hosts, Jim and Martha Brangenberg. We're Christ followers. Our workplace, it's our mission field, but ultimately, I, I work, work for him. him.